Hello, everybody. Welcome to our podcast, Happy Work Environment. This is your host, Lana Maher, co-hosting with David Andrew. And today we will be discussing our first topic on time affluence. Before we dive into this topic, would love for us to set our intentions of what do we want to learn from this podcast today? Our intentions here is to share as much information as possible for you to gain the wellness and the happiness in your work environment and outside the environment too. Speaking about time affluence, we hear this a lot that I'm busy. I couldn't do this because I'm busy. I didn't have enough time. I'm running short out of time. And we want to discuss the implications of these thoughts, of these habits of not having enough time on our mindset and on our behavior. Well, thank you, Lana. Uh, And I'm equally excited uh, to do our first podcast as Happy Work Environment. And our purpose of Happy Work Environment is that we create happiness, whoever we work with. And time affluence, is a, there are two different words, right? And these words were coined by uh, two American psychologists, Tim Kayser and Kenneth Sheldon, uh, which means they are a sense that one regularly has ample time available. And it's amazing that time is such a powerful thing that we say that we don't have it, but actually we do have time. Affluence means that there's plenty, you're wealthy, you've got plenty of time. But my question would be why people say that they don't have time and why they're running out of time. Uh, I was that person myself, but I've not said that for last seven or eight years. Why do people say that? And I'm guilty of that too, you know, that saying that, oh, I don't have time, I'm very busy, and oh, I feel like running out of time. Mm. And I like you have stopped that. But why do we say that? I mean, of course, we hear it a lot. I think we hear it a lot from our parents growing up saying that they don't have enough time. And it feels like, the best excuse is like an excuse that, oh, if I just tell someone that I've been so busy and I didn't have enough time, they might feel sorry for me or they might excuse me Mm. from uh, from not doing what I promised to do or what I set out that I would be doing. Yeah. I mean, I can understand that. I I used to say this to people, I don't have time, but that's not the truth. Why people say that? Well, I can't speak for everybody. And if I was, I probably will be judging them, which I have in the past. And uh, I think people say that, as you said, Lana, that it's a reason they forgot. They haven't planned their day, maybe. Maybe they haven't prioritized what's important to them. Maybe they just react to things that drop on their desk in in an office or anywhere else. And planning your work activity within the time that you work there is the answer, in my opinion, 
I guess that's one of the answers uh, is planning our time in order to have more time. But you touched point on something that was really important mm -hmm. that I wanna uh, I wanna catch before we move on to something next is about prioritizing. And when we say that we don't have time, are we really saying that this was not a priority for me? And maybe that would be another way to say that, hey, this was not a priority for me instead of saying I did not have time. Mm. Like you said, that we do have time. We wear our watches. It's always ticking. It's always available. And uh, it is there. And it's about that time management that you spoke about. How do we plan our time? How do we manage our tasks within this time? Mm. Prioritizing it. Yeah, the, 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 the thing about prioritizing, it's, it's, it's you know, so th these, th these kind of subjects and topics, no matter who you speak to, right? They'll, they'll, they'll have a second side to it, a counter argument or something. And I, I want to sort of have a little counter argument against this, you know, because I'm prioritizing. Of course, I prioritize, but I've got 10 equal important things to do now, right? Or maybe my boss comes and says, this is important. Then my colleague says, this is important. My, this person says, this is important. So you've got three, four, five important things, and they're all going to take a prioritizing thing. How we are going to decipher and say, what is important, what is second important, what is third important, what is fourth important. Now, this takes a bit of consultation with the people who allocate the jobs to you, right? Because everybody wants it today, everybody wants it now, or everybody wants it yesterday. And I was in that situation. So prioritizing is a great word, but one still needs to have that discussion with their managers, with their bosses to say, you've given me five things that are equally important, but what is the most important? Clarify it. Don't say just yes to everything and then you struggle because you'll finish nothing. Yes, and, and that, is, that is a very great point to help us with prioritizing our time by getting consultation. And what you said is don't say yes to everything. It is about checking in with yourself. Do I have the time to do that? Do I have anything else more important that I need to finish before accepting? Do I have the capabilities to doing that? And then empowering the no, saying no. So you can have enough time to do what you already need to do or what you already have planned to do without adding more things and I think that's one thing about planning and not saying yes to everything just saying no you, you mm -hmm. want to try to have enough time for the things that you already have rather than add more things and then feel like you have a scarcity of time and you're juggling with your stakeholders with your colleagues with your bosses and trying to manage getting the projects there on time or trying to manage telling them. Yeah. One of the key things that, you know, Lana, you said was about saying no, right? I don't think every single person in a business professional environment has yet the confidence to say no, 
right? Because we are so used to saying yes, especially to a senior person. Now, I want to just elaborate on the word no and still say yes by saying no. I learned that because they are my bosses, they are managers, they have given me a task to do. It's my responsibility. And if I say no, I can't do it, that would sound very blunt. Oh, I already have so much to do. How can I put, how you're putting onto this? And A, my attitude is going to change there straight away. Like we said before, consultation with whoever is allocating a task to you. The word no, I've learned and somebody taught me this actually, one of my best friends. Uh, I'll just mention his name, Len, because everybody knows Len, right? And he says, you know what? Don't say no. You say, I will do this. When is it? the earliest would you like to get the job done? So what you've done immediately is that rather than feeling all anxious and worried as you're not another job at me, they say, I can do this and I will do this. When is it, would you like this to be done? Now, your boss, your manager will have to say, oh, how long do you think it's going to take? I says, well, let me tell you how long it's going to take. I have got these, 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 these tasks given by these, these, these people and allocating a time to these projects. Some could take me two days. Some could take me one hour. Some could take me five days. Some could take me six months. I don't know. But this is an estimated time. Now you're asking me to do this. How do you think? Where do you want me to fit it in? And looking at the tasks that you're giving me, not knowing all the anomalies that might crop up whilst I do this task, this could take anything between two weeks to a month, or it could take one hour to five hours. Now, what you've done in that position, you never said the word no at all, did you? No, you've just allocated a time. And time is such an important thing that we don't allocate when necessary. So I would say, don't say a blunt no, because that could get into your hot water but also say, maybe this is not the right time, especially when the boss says, can you stay late tonight <laughs> or whatever, you know, and you have already commitments. You say, you know, this wasn't part of my plan. Is it okay that next time, if you want me to stay, would you give me some notice? On this occasion, I will have to still check with my friends, with my wife, with my family, that I'll be late. Will they, be a lot, will they accommodate my time? So I say, always have a conversation which I did not have the guts to do it. But I think the more we start having a conversation, it becomes more like a dialogue. And the dialogues are great. And that was such a really wonderful, actually, there are a couple of examples, wonderful couple of examples of how to deal in a situation where you don't want to turn down your managers and uh, want to show that you are up for the task but also want to honor yourself, honor your time, honor the other tasks that have been given to you. Yeah. Let's talk about having a time affluent mindset. I know kind of like making up the term as mm -hmm. I go, yeah. but how can we think and feel that we have time, that, that we can do our own things, our hobbies, uh, uh, hang out with the people that we love, have some family time. How do we have 
a time affluent mindset and what can be, let's say, the repercussions of having a time lacking mindset? Yeah, those are two opposite polar opposite differences, you know. Uh, as uh, as the guy says, you know, you can have you can be time affluent or time famine, rich or poor, poverty. And I think we don't have to be time poor because time, as I said in the early part, that you know, time was there before I was born. Time will be there after I'm gone, and I will go within a time span of something between start and finish. Right. So my routine is pretty much designed or planned or orchestrated in the way where I can do everything comfortably and be productive. Because at the end of the day of every task, of everything that I do, I want to feel, oh, that was just a waste of time, wasn't it? I don't want to be saying that. What happens that we have been conditioned like a nine to five job. We, we have put ourselves on a routine, like a hamster wheel routine. The hamster wheel doesn't care about the time. It just keeps on moving till it drops off. And to a degree, our mindset has become like that, like an autopilot. Racing, doing things, it has to be done, running behind time, rushing, catching running buses and trains, traffic jams, a whole lot. And I tell you, the whole world is familiar with that, right? Most of us are. And we have accepted that way of living. What I'm hearing is that when we keep on saying uh, that we don't have time and we end up rushing, we end up feeling like we're always in a rush, we're always in a race, we're always trying to catch something. And that causes stress that we're trying to catch a bus, we're trying to catch the next meeting, we're, try, we're trying to catch the next deadline, we're trying to overachieve <laughs> and given something before time that we're always rushing ourselves when we think that we don't have enough time. And like you said, like time famine. Time famine is something that is, 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 is a great, great uh, what do you call idiom or a figure of speech? But uh, when, I, when I really look at lives of people, including mine and my family members, I, I think we need to change our vocabulary for a start. Yes. Would you say that there is 24 hours in a clock? Yes. 24 hours. Everybody knows that. It's an obvious, obvious thing. If we allocate eight hours sleep, just eight hours, so that'll leave us with 16 hours, right? And then we supposedly work eight hours a day at work. So that leaves us the eight hours. Now I know we can't be as specific as that, but say if you allow traveling time, everything else, you're allocating say about 12 hours to 10 to 12 hours for everything else, like getting up, going to work, traveling, coming back home, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So if you allow 12 hours, so that basically just leaves you really four hours, which is like almost like an empty vacuum hour, right? And we can fill that up with either watching TV or going out in the evening or something to that effect. That's the general breakdown of lots of people who are actually working every day, right? If those were, those were blocks, like three to four blocks, and if you can manage those blocks effectively, 
and not push things inside that block more and more and more and more. So you can't actually finish one block properly. So that might overspill now into the next block. And that will fill and that will spill till that people will work till one or two o'clock in the morning and not sleep. Will that mess up your body clock? I'm not a scientist, but I think it would definitely mess up my body clock. And I'll be exhausted, less focused, more so irritated and frustrated at people when I see them the next day. I'll have bags under my eyes and I'll look, oh, that looks like time famine. Like people are hungry, they've not eaten. Who wants to be that? I don't. Also, who, who would enjoy being around that? Someone that is always rushing, always tired, always stressed. And when we're tired, when we have this lack of time for ourselves, lack of time to rest, to sleep, to do other things than, than work, then we become irritated in our beings. And that irritation can just spread out to the people that is, uh, that is around us, at work, our colleagues, and even at home, the household with our kids, with our partners, just because we have this time famine that we're rushing, we're not prioritizing, we're trying to squeeze in maybe so many things, or we're postponing so many things and we're not doing them on the time that we mm. allocated or promised for ourselves that we would do. Mm. Mm. So this sounds like a, a lot of implications that can happen by just having this time famine mindset. Yeah. So let's go to the other side of the spectrum and discover that more of having a time abundance, a time affluent. Yeah. I love the word abundance. It's my mm -hmm. favorite word. Uh, and as you said, it is a mindset. Where is our mindset? For example, my mindset of mind is time abundance, right? I said, I'll never, ever run out of time. I used to say this to hundreds of people. You can never fill my day that will soak up every minute of my life. It's impossible, right? Even my bosses couldn't give me enough work that would take up seven hours a day. But I could spend seven hours doing a two-hour job. We can all do that, right? So having time abundance, time is, is not like a bank account. Time is endless. Time is eternity. So let us feel like time abundance is that time will never run out. So it's there. How do we build and store up plenty of time for ourselves in which we can do everything that we want? <laughs> we can do anything and everything you want, right? Who's, who, who's, who's stopping you from doing what you want to do in the time that you've allocated? Since we are talking about business, because that's what we do professionally, how do business people manage their time or manage work rather than manage time, manage work within the time that they work? If you're, if you're allocated 40 hours a week to work, if you're doing 60 hours a week for the same job, either you're not very proficient or you're handling more than you have been you're bargained for basically, right? So just think about those two things, right? Don't come to a conclusion immediately and say, yeah, but you don't understand, blah, 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 blah. 
we can all say that, right? When you contract for 40 hours a week, 40 hours is what you're getting paid for. But if you're going to spend 60, 70 hours for pay or non-pay, ask yourself, what are you accomplishing that you could accomplish within 40 hours? Have you accomplished more in 70 hours or you have just done the same work that took you 60 or 70 hours? A question to be explored. That is a really great question to explore, especially your own time at work. Are you doing your work efficiently and effectively that it can save you time? Or are you in for more what you bargained for? Just having a lot of work there on you and is accepting all of this work really worth it? Is it worth your health? Is it worth your connections, your family? Is it really worth that promotion? Because I've seen so many people work so much and so hard and did not get the promotion compared to a person that worked smart. Yeah. And uh, was just very efficient and had enough time for going home to see their families and and also has the emotional intelligence that they can understand their own capabilities and communicate it and discuss and uh, like you gave the example in the beginning David to find ways with some consultation with your with your management on how to manage projects and tasks with the time allocated do we want to have abundance of time or just keep on saying I don't have time struggle I would say I err towards there is time don't blame the time because time has done nothing to you it's all that you do within that time that's what we take responsibility for Exactly. I think that is what is important in terms of time and time abundance is in order to have that time abundance mindset is to first take ownership and responsibility of your own time. No one can waste your time. No situation can take you away from your own time unless you choose to do so. Or you allow it to happen. <laughs> you allow it to happen. You allow yourself to get distracted by certain things. You, you're the one that is prioritizing your own time. So notice whether you're prioritizing extra hours of work over your family time. Notice that where you are putting more time into side projects than more important projects, that is where we want to own our time. And let's say this happens a lot where someone might come late for a meeting or late for a lunch or dinner. And we end up choosing to wait. And when we choose to wait, we end up getting frustrated. But the frustration is not really on the other person. It's on yourself because this is your time and you are allowing your time to be spent in waiting. And that's where we want to take ownership. Yes, that person is late. If they're 15 minutes late, you can just leave. You can just say, hey, I started something else in, my, in this time that you're late and I want to continue doing it. 
that is where we can own up to our time and not even get frustrated at people being late. We're late sometimes, you know, some things could happen. A car broke down or you slipped and tripped and fell so hard and just needed some time to recuperate, whatever it is. It is up to us to own up to our time. And I think one of the key things about time, and you said earlier on that, you know, we get frustrated. I am the person who has, works on two Ps, prompt and punctual. If I need to be somewhere at 10 o'clock, I need to say, can I be there 10 minutes to 10? Because you don't arrive at the airport, at a train station, at a bus station, or hopefully for even for a job interview late, because they have no excuse there, right? However, there are situations, like you said, Lana, you can slip and trip or something will happen. You could get stuck in a traffic jam. These days, we can inform people, I'm running late. That's the common courtesy, at least in the professional and business world, right? I come from a country called India. And if people say they're going to start something at six o'clock, people don't come until seven o'clock. They're just trotting in happily. And I was there from six o'clock. So I just get up and go at seven o'clock and nothing has started. Say, oh, you're already leaving. I said, yeah, you gave me six o'clock and I was here five to 10 to six. You have not valued my time. I valued your time by coming here. I respected it. And I set the trend back at home and in this country amongst Asian people to say, no, when you give a time, make sure that you start on time, whether people come or not. Oh, we can't do that. You know, people are like this. So we have made excuses now for everybody to come at the time that they want. But they will not do that when they go to the airport or trains or bus or anywhere else. So we understand the value of time. Where we apply it to what situation is also another factor. If I That's consider a great point. That yeah. is a great point, David, is valuing time across all boards, not just in certain situations, like whether oh, okay, I need to be on time because I am meeting the CEO. But I can slack off if I'm just meeting my colleague. Yes, that happens. Or yeah, my wife at home can wait, but no way that I can leave my management waiting. And that is, that is also where we're not honoring yeah. time our own time, other people's time. We're just playing to what sees fit. And that causes even more implications, whether in a short term or in the long run, because it's like, it's like what we give importance to, who we give importance to, what situations are important to us. And if it serves in our interest, we'll do it, right? And, and, and I think, as you said, you know, if my wife, I don't mind keep her waiting. That's an attitude. That, that, so there, there's a whole, whole host of things that happen when we forget that our word, our time, respecting somebody else's time, giving her the time and respecting it yourself. It's no good saying, meet me at 10 o'clock and you yourself don't turn up as a host and people are waiting for you there. That's even more embarrassing. I've seen that happen in a lot of meetings. Oh, I was running, my meeting was running late and I'm sorry, you guys, you know, 
I didn't, I couldn't have done it, you know, if my boss was waiting for me. Oh, sorry, I was in a different meeting. I hope you didn't mind waiting, you know, for 10 minutes. Okay, there is some people who, who work in that zone, but it is, again, we are messing and devaluing the value of time itself and saying that I don't have time. I don't have time, I'm busy. I mean, there is so much to talk about, about time affluence, and I, I would really want to talk about more of it in the next episode, but okay. just to conclude our episode today is to be aware of our own time, to be aware of our priorities, and to change our language when it comes to time instead of saying oh i don't have time you can say can you help me arrange and find a way to find time to do this or you can really just say flat out depending on what the situation is just say i have other priorities that I want to take care of first before I add anything onto my list. Just think of that you always have time and you are the owner. You have the power over it. It doesn't have the power over you. So when we believe that we are responsible for our own time and we are aware of our own time, we honor it, we start beginning honoring other people's time and we actually find more time to do things. As Excellent. Well. I think, you know, I feel that we did really well and I hope our listeners will enjoy and get something of value from this and look out for our future podcasts. As we say, we'll be producing a lot of podcasts relating to wellness in workplace and uh, creating a happy environment wherever you are. So look out. Uh, all the notes will be in the show notes for you guys. And uh, we are new, so forgive us for any initial errors because we are going to get ourselves right, but we are really excited to share this message to you. Hopefully every week you'll hear from us. Thank you for listening. Thank you, everybody. And just remember to honor your own time. Bye.